When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Midweek Fix for this Thursday night, I think it is. Um, I'm losing all track of days when it comes to this Christmas, but I think it's Thursday. It's definitely our last show in 2021. I know that much. Um, with me, I have Chris and I have Kev. And tonight, we're going to go through the good, the bad, and the ugly of 2021. We're going to look ahead to 2022. And um, anything that anyone wants to throw in the chat with regards to that can do. Um, leave it a little bit later so um, we can catch up on it at the time. If you're watching, please hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't already, and if you're listening on audio, download the review button. Give us a five-star review. It helps us to get our shows out to more people. Um, we're going to start out with Chelsea against Liverpool coming up this Sunday at Stamford Bridge. 2nd of January, Sunday, and then, thank God, Monday, we got back into normality because my head's all over the place with days and stuff like that. Um, it's been Monday. <laughs> yeah, it's a bank holiday Monday, um, but we're back into normality with regards to shows, yeah. and we'll talk a little bit about that later on. Um, Kev, I'm going to come to you. Um, following defeat to Leicester the other night, um, and you see City going win at Brentford last night, Yeah, you know, there's a nine-point gap to Liverpool. I think it's eight points to Chelsea, eight who drew Chelsea, last night yeah. at home to Brighton. And I think I think City could be 12 points clear of us by the time we play. Um Against Chelsea, yeah. albeit with two games in hand, how big a game is this on Sunday? Because if a lot of people feel that it, this is a must-win, if you don't win this, it's a long, long way back. If even if, if even there is a way back. Well, look, the, I said when we were talking about the pre, you know, the other night when we were talking pre the Leicester game, the this scoreboard mentality with games in hand can be can leave you feeling very deflated if it goes tits up and. It was the worst possible result, really, losing to Leicester. Um, the title's out of our hands now. Not, we are dependent on City messing up somewhere. And all we can do is we have to beat Chelsea away. Never an easy ground to go to at the best of times, even when we're fully fit and firing. The, early in the, se- the game earlier in the season showed that Chelsea are resolute in defence and they can hurt you on their counter and they're dangerous for set pieces. That won't change with the side that they put out there. will be dangerous for set pieces. Mason Mount is in flying form at the minute. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a hard... It's going to be a really difficult game. We haven't been playing well for a while. You know, um, results have masked a lot and covered over some cracks that are there that we either didn't want to see or we just were blindsided by. But um, look, I if if we don't beat Chelsea, it's over. If we do, it's um, 
an awful lot has to go right for us in January, especially to to keep up with City. And it's just any other season, two losses, five draws at this time of the season, this time of the year, you'd be okay. It's just this era with Man City. They're what they're doing is ridiculous. They're rewriting the history books in what it what it means to what football teams need to do to compete with with what they're doing. The levels they're constantly at the the perform not even the performances because I don't think they're performing well, but they're churning out win after win after. I think they're nine or ten on the bounce now. Man. You know, uh, I mean they're freaks. We went eight on the bounce on the back of the West Ham. West Ham loss, I think. Mm-hmm. And we thought we were doing really, really well. They're just doing it 9, 10. And you can see them going 13, 14, 15, not a bother to them. And the fact that they're only going to lose Mares in January won't make a, a blind bit of difference because they've just rested Grealish and Foden for the last few weeks. So And it, and it didn't phase them. You know, Chelsea struggled with Brentford big time. Got, a, got the result, but struggled massively. City didn't struggle last night. I mean, it was I think it was one nil. Might have been too late. I, I I didn't even I didn't watch the end. But they were um, they're just metronomic in what they're doing, man. And it must be so soul destroying for other clubs, not just Liverpool, but for other clubs. When you look at them and you know that one draw, it can can cripple you. Not a mind a loss, a single loss can can derail your season it's it's nuts yeah and yeah. and that's just being honest about it because there's no point in whinging and moaning their oil state their this money their that money bar Grealish they've bought at a consistent level for a long time they've bought at the level between 35 and 60 million pound players all the time they've gradually built that squad up over windows progressive windows to be at the level where they're at. They've just turned a nice profit on Ferran Torres. Sold Ferran Torres for 35 or for 55. I think they brought him in for 35. You know, it, I mean, Shane Downs there, come on, give us some hope. It's not even about giving people hope. I believe that we're capable of going on a run. I just don't believe that they're going to lose the amount of games that we need them to lose for us to be able to get ahead of them. Well, if we, if we'd have stayed close, stayed in touch. If we'd have beat Leicester, beat City, or beat Chelsea at the weekend, we'd have had to go to City, beat them there, which we could, we're well capable of doing that, and then we'd still have to keep going. I don't think we've got that in this squad to keep going at that level constantly throughout the season and do everything else. I just don't think that the squad is deep enough to do everything. <clears throat> You know, we're into a cup semi-final now as well on top of that. We've got the FA Cup about to start. These are all games that need to be played. And I just don't think that we can compete on the amount of levels that the fans want to compete at and do it consistently enough to chuck out another 100-point season. We didn't refresh the squad enough to do it. And I think we're seeing... We're paying the price now for inactivity in windows over the last three years. That I mean, it's almost a case that it's a standing joke, really. Is January Liverpool won't do anything? Why the fuck not? You know, we've got two opportunities a year to build to add to a squad. 
it doesn't matter if it's January or June. You know, you've got two windows in a year to add to your squad. There's nothing wrong with adding to your squad in January to build the player up so that you're not trying to do that between August and October of the following season. Bring someone in a few months early, bed them into the club so they're ready to go in the summer. They're ready to go at the start of next season rather than wasting three months at the start of the year to get them into a, in a preseason. Why the fuck are we just... We stand still in January. We're throwing away opportunities every January to add to the squad where we have a very good squad. But we sold Shakiri in the summer. We left. We went into the season with a 24-man squad, not a 25-man squad that we're allowed. And I'm not saying one player makes a difference, but having that one or two extra players to come in and add to it would help. It definitely wouldn't hurt. It really yeah. wouldn't. And we're chasing our tails now because in the next year, 18 months, two years, Newcastle are going to be there and they're going to be taking the players that we're interested in. Whether we like the way their club is run or not, or we like their owners or not, it doesn't matter a fucking jot. They're going to do it. And it's, it's I, I've, I think FSG are fantastic owners, but they're very blinkered when it comes to this January window. And it doesn't help in the second half of the season if we want to compete on four fronts it really fucking doesn't well, I think I think the FA Cup front I think I, I wouldn't even count as a front I'm being honest with you I think the League Cup we've we've happened to get in there and we're, we're going to have to deal with that as it goes the Champions League is the Champions League look what you're saying makes perfect sense you know and you know it's it's hard to argue about argue against it but I'll try if that's okay yeah. Um, you know I get, I get where you're coming from with regards to January. I think last January was appalling um, from from FSG, and I know this was meant, this is meant to be a chat about how big the city game is, but let's go into this. Last January was, um, you know, Klopp seems to be coming out and saying, and he did in the summer. I'm happy with the squad I have, and listen, you can either take that at face value, or you can say, listen, he's towing a company line. Either way, you can make either argument, and you can't really be proven wrong. Yeah, that's that's yeah. fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, Man City have lost two games this season, so have we, you know, and but they've they've turned out more results. They've turned more draws into wins. If you know what yeah. I mean, um, it's the draws that kill us. It's a they're more ruthless. Yeah, it's 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 a, yeah, it's the draws have killed us, and and you know <coughs> when you look at the draws and and you look at who they're against and. You kind of go, you know, there's some bits of mis- misfortune in there, and then there's some things where they just don't apply themselves properly. And I don't think when it comes down to application, I don't think that comes down to the to the, to the <laughs> quality of their squad. I just think it comes down to our players applying themselves properly. Because if Liverpool apply themselves properly, and I'm not saying to be outstanding, I'm just saying apply yourself properly. They yeah. definitely beat West. Uh, they definitely beat Brentford. They definitely beat Brighton. Um, they more than likely beat sports. That's a bit of you misfortune take your for me, right? But that's what I'm saying. If you apply yourself properly, this is what happens. Now, there's loads of stuff going in the chat now about FSG and, and their model and what no. they're going to do. Trust me, from the 1st of January, we're going to cover it every day of the month, okay? With regards to links and what we think and stuff like that. We're going to let everyone have their say. But, look, I, I said on, it was very hard to do that show the other night on my own after, after that defeat. But what I was trying to say to people was, and I'm sure I probably came away from it, and people, when I came away, people went, he's just fucking deluded. I'm not saying for a second that 
Liverpool will definitely win a league title. I'm not saying for a second that Man City will definitely run away with it. Although that's probably the, you know, if you're a betting man, that's probably what you go with. What I'm trying to say is, is that, yeah, six points. If all things are equal, it's six points. If we, if we go and win our games that were meant to, that are ahead of us, it's six points. What I'm saying is it'll probably leave about 17 league games. Um, there'll be six points in it. We could go to City and beat them. They could beat us. We don't know. It could be three. Yeah. It could be nine after that game. What I'm saying is, is that for me, it's not, it's not even the quality of the squad. It's just when there's players there. It's not a lack of quality. It's just application, you know, and, People would say, oh, well, he's not good enough. He's not. There's, there's players that have been so good for Liverpool and missing chances or misplacing passes. And it just seems, and I genuinely think we went into that Leicester game, you know, turning up going, we're winning this. And, yeah. you know, we, this is already won. They're in disarray. They're giving out for the last two days. And, and that's that's where it's come down to. Now, when January comes, I'm sure people want players and stuff like that. And that's fine. But I'm not going to give up on it. Right? What you're saying is probably the most likely outcome. Because, like you said, City have consistently bought between 30 and £65 million players. But it's not only that. Like you could say, if you look at Liverpool, they spent a lot. But they spent, they buy 20 of them. You know, Liverpool buy 10. We buy, Liverpool buy 10. They buy 20 of them. So that's where the difference is. Like, I don't know how much difference it, it, it makes if City go out and buy 10, £100 million players and 10, 50 or just by 20, 50 million pounds. I don't know how much difference it makes because you can only get so many on the pitch. But the way they can rotate and just keep bringing players in all the time is different to anybody else in this league, regardless. And it'll be different to Newcastle, no matter how much Newcastle can spend. But all I'm saying is, for me, and I'll get Chris's thoughts on this now, I'm not giving up a league title. Not, not, no way. Not on the 29th of December. Not a chance. Not a chance. But... I get where you're coming from. That's the most likely outcome going on past form. The squad they have, the, they haven't had much interference. They haven't had any interference in their, in their scheduling, which is not their fault. You know, it's not no. like they're going an advantage. They've just turned up the games that they're being told to play. And they've, you know, they've, they've haven't, I don't know how many injuries they have. It hasn't been much from what I can make out, but the rotation of that squad is just different to anything else you'll see. But this is where I come back to how big it is because Six points I'm kind of going, one slip from them and it's back on. One slip from us and it's over. And that slip from us could come on Sunday. Because nine points to me quickly can become 12. And yeah. um, and then, you know, it's it could, it could go anywhere. Uh, LFC Aaron says, I think you missed my shoot. Uh, super chat, guys. I haven't. I've saved it for later on when yeah, we get to give me one sec. the end of the year. Yeah, walk away, Kev. Chris, um, sorry we've let you a long time there. But That's all right. A, where are you feeling on this with regards to where we sit at the moment? And B, um, how big is this game on Sunday against Chelsea? Oh, Chelsea game is massive. They have to win. They've put themselves in a position now where they have to win. Um, but the whole FSG, spend this, uh, spend that, you know, the world's doom and gloom, revisionist stuff, I, I can't be arsed of it. You know, I, I literally switched, I had to switch off social media because I clicked something in the chat where I saw it like, look, City are the way they are. There's no point, and I've seen loads of people give it out to um, United fans saying, well, United never did this, you know, they never had to go at this rate. It gives a shit. That was 20 years ago. This is the rate you have to go at, so like it or lump it. Um, I have frustrations with the owners, um, I don't think they did enough for the last two summers. I get 
the COVID situation. Uh, and I know people, are, I've seen people in the chat saying, are we the only club affected? No, but we have, as a bit from what I've read, as a business decision, decided we spent what we earned, our earnings are down because we had no people in the, in the grounds, so we've got less to spend. That's how we do it. Other clubs have took risks with bigger loans or, you know, took punts on players and decided to go that way. There's no right or wrong way. It's whatever way you want to cut it. You know, look at Chelsea. Chelsea just posted a £150 million loss and they are currently a point better off than us. So was it, wor- was it worth it? I don't know. Ask a Chelsea fan. In terms of this, I mean, I can't be asked all the doom and gloom. Look, it's it's annoying because we should have beat Leicester last night and kept the gap at six points. That's what we should have done. We didn't, but I can't. I could be conceding a title with nineteen games to go. It's 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 a piss take when it's potentially if we beat Chelsea, um, say you win the game in hand, you're looking at a six point gap. That's not with seventeen games to go. That's not honestly. That's not unrealistic to to catch up. It feels it because to be fair, to City City very rarely drop points, but honestly. I can't be asked to throw the towel on, you know. Let's see who we are in March. I've always said, 10 games to go, if you're within six points of the title with 10 games to go, you're in the title race. Until then, it's all hot air and bullshit. And, yeah, I, can't, but- and, I, can't, and I can't be asked of it, to be honest. But I am with Kev um, when we said the, oh, we're not going to spend in January. I am with Kev. Why not? I, I, I'm I'm sick of the, I, I, I get bored of the excuse of, oh, it's the model, you know, Klopp likes to give players a year. Yeah, but like all businesses, Shit happens. Plans change, and do you know what? If you know you've got two or three injuries, or you've got key players missing, you probably should plan for that, and then should plan for contingencies. So, if Liverpool want to stay in the title race, maybe they need a contingency for. We need to make sure we keep keep ourselves no no bigger gap than we are now by the end of January. So that's the plan. What if we do, it's no matter. Sam Tandy says. He has a spot on for me. He says basically yeah, the next corner point is Gioch into the title race, and we needed to go our way. I think. And you see, because of the levels you've seen from City and us, in fairness, over the last two or three years, right? Um, because no one's really put up the City for me. Um, we did in 18, 19. Um, we win it in 19, 20. We fall off last year, and we know why. But because of the levels we're at, every game is a turning point. Mm-hmm. You know, every fucking game is a turning point. Like, every single draw feels like a defeat. Every defeat feels like you're writing off a title. And people out there would say, oh, look, that's just people being completely overboard. I actually understand people that say that. The title's gone. Because they're going on what you've seen in the past, right? What you, The levels that these two clubs are at, okay? And if one falls, the thing is, when one knocks off for a second, the other one hammers them. And that's how, t- that's the tightrope you're on. If you remember in 1920, we go to Villa and City are winning and they would have been winning three points of us if we'd lost that game of Villa. Okay. And they were sniffing blood. We win that game. We stay six points clear. We beat them the next week. We go nine points clear and it's over. And City know it's over because I think by, by the time we go off and win the World Club Cup and come back, I think we're about 16 points ahead of City. You know, now we play City early November, I think, <clears throat> and we're in five, six weeks. We're at, I think Leicester are our nearest challenges on 14, City are on 16, 16 back. So that's what happens when, so, when you drop points, the other team, how many times have you seen Liverpool and City drop points on the same weekend? That's what I'm trying to say to you. Yeah. When one drops, the other one is bang, they're on you like a light. The only time you didn't see that was 
18, 19, where they literally got to Christmas, there was one point in it and they just went for it. And I think they both won all that league games. You know, it was absolutely yeah. staggering what the both of them done. You know, um, it was, it, that is the best title race you've ever seen, in my opinion. But that's, that's the level you're at. And that's where I get people going, you know, could this work, could that work? You know, could we get this? Could we get that? Anything can happen. But I do understand people going on past form and what city have and, but then again, you could get, you could get into February and it could be still tight, right? And the Champions League comes back and that's where City's eyes always get turned, right? And they, they might make a slip somewhere and Liverpool are on them. You know, that's what you have to hope for. But that's what a tight race is. You have to <coughs> hope for it. But years ago, you, like you said, you could lose six games and still win it. Could lose, yeah. You were never a turning point. The turning point was usually around, okay, start Easter. of April, who loses next? That's when the, that's when yeah. it happens. But now it's like, look, in the middle of September, they've lost the game. This could be over. So it's, it's absolutely huge. And I want, I want to get into what we think Liverpool will do and what Chelsea will do at the weekend because Tuchel has had some stuff to say with regards to, um, the title race. And there's been some stuff around, uh, Romelu Lukaku today. Now, I think it's, Kev, I think you said to me earlier, it's an interview with an Italian. It's, it's an interview with Sky Italia. Okay. And, I think I was it. I can't remember the Romano or one of those um, Twitter accounts um, leaked or leaked the um, the transcript of it. But I've got a feel. You you guys in the chat, you'll all have seen the tweets around Mo Salah when Salah does uh, interviews with Marca and stuff like that in Spain. And for about six hours, you get nothing but quotes from Salah that he's not happy, that he loves Barcelona and he's a fan of this and he's a fan of that. And then you get outraged for 24 hours and then suddenly the translation comes out and it's been picked up all wrong. Yeah, because Stephen, Dun- Stephen Dunn says this interview was three weeks ago. I Yeah, I find this interview to be coming out now very strange. There's two ways to look at it. I think that some of what he's saying is uh, lost in context. If I mean, if it was done three weeks ago, three weeks ago he wasn't playing, he was injured, he was coming back from injury. Tuchel had stumbled across a system that was working with Havertz and he was adapting the way they played and it wasn't going to suit Romelu Lukaku because, look, I'm on record on here many times. Three or four weeks ago Romelu Lukaku was injured. Yeah, but he's not a very good footballer either. He's a good finisher, and he's very good at what he's good at. But as a footballer, in a 3-4-3, he's not a good footballer. And he's not he wouldn't suit that kind of a system. And you could see how that kind of interview would happen if he wasn't happy with the way that Tuchel was going and that changing the, the Chelsea way wasn't going to suit him. And how he loved Milan, and he won titles at Inter, and he loved the fans and all that. It's the stuff you say when you're talking to... It's a Italian media, and if you're played in Italy, you big up your time in Italy. It's what players would say. Is it? It's like your stock generic answer that you get off in press conferences from managers that don't want to tell you anything. They just fob you off with you know the generic answer that you expect to hear, and that's it. But then he comes out with this today, you know, two days before what is essentially a game that's going to decide who's going to be in and out of a title race. That for me is, is weird because that would have, that means to, to me that interview was embargoed until the last possible, possible minute. 
I mean, Tuchel always is, has been the type of manager who rubs players up the wrong way, and if he always loses the dressing room no matter where he's managed. He pisses off enough people with his um, with the way he comes across. And Chelsea has proved what they did to Lampard and previous managers have absolutely no problem in throwing managers under the bus. They've been doing it for years. Maybe this is the start of it, I don't know. But I find it very hard to take that interview, as it's being reported tonight, at face value. I just don't see it. Yeah, a lot of people in the chat here are saying that, um, you know, that's from two, uh, from three to four weeks ago and Tuchel has already spoken to him about the interview. Um, but he's injured at the time. You know, it's not like Romelu Lukaku sitting there fully fit and ready to play. He sat on the bench he's like not, he wasn't. He's sat on the bench and he's not playing. And he actually comes back and he, I think they play him once and then he's out again because of COVID and stuff like that. Um John says someone has deliberately leaked that out now, crazy timing. You know, and, and people already saying, you know, there's, there's pressure on Tuchel to be gone in the summer and stuff like that. I don't know what way his contract is. I thought he signed like an 18 month contract, didn't he? Yeah, um, I think it was, yeah. It so, wasn't a massive long contract. No, anyway, he'd be out anyway. Um, yeah. I think Chelsea have an option to, to extend for a year. LFC Aaron in the super chat, he says, the game the other night was the only game this season where I thought we all absolutely shut the bed. I feel bad about saying that about these players. No, it's not the fourth game you've done it, in my opinion. Um, no, and it's not even shit in the bed. Shit in the bed to me is where you completely lose your nerve and you you, you play it. differently. We didn't look. I wasn't. I was meant to be on with you the other night, but I just couldn't do it. Um, I watched the game and we had 21, 22 shots, three or four on target, missed a penalty. Manny missed an absolute sitter. There was two or three other good chances. We had so many corners against a side, a lesser side who couldn't defend a corner to save their lives. That was the first clean. That was the first clean sheet we gave up, or the first time we didn't score in a game since the Real Madrid game. We limited them at home to one effort on goal, and they scored from it. We didn't play as badly as people made out that we did. We just didn't take the chances that we were offered and that we made. Mm. It wasn't a complete disaster. It was just moments that didn't go for us. A bounce of the ball didn't go for us. A set piece. Delivery wasn't quite hard enough or wasn't quite on target enough. Casper Michael made two or three absolute worldly saves. It was just one of those fucking nights. And every once in a while, once or twice a season, you're going to fucking get them. But I'd be more worried if we only had four or five efforts on goal and only one or two corners and we sat back and shit the bed and decided, and decided it was more important to get a point than try to win it. You know, we were never at that stage in that game whatsoever. We threw everything at the but game that, to try to win it. It just didn't go our way. But Kev, that's the thing where I think we apply ourselves that little bit more. We yeah. do take them chances. If we steady ourselves a bit more, if we if we focus in on what we need to do, um, I think we lose focus sometimes. And Klopp says after the game, we, we fell over rhythm and we couldn't get back into it. Because we are in a good rhythm for most of that yeah, game, from first half anyway. But, last half an hour, we just, last half, we just forced it. They were forcing it. Which, yeah. To be fair, we have most games have been quite good at not forcing it and, you know, looking for the right opportunity. Mm. It was just like, shit, we're losing, we need to win. And it was the age old... But that's the scoreboard like, pressure that I said earlier yeah. on about, you know, that's that, it. losing but, that not having that game in hand and that extra point. If we had played Leeds, beat Leeds, it wouldn't look as bad on paper. Do you know what I mean? But it, it looks terrible now because of that game in mm. hand. It's points in the bag is, is what counts. Uh, it is, but they've, that'll be funny. They've played with scoreboard pressure before. They played with 
pressure of a city chasing them for a lot of those players have. So we can say it's scorers, but it's it's not a new thing for Van Dijk, no. Matip, Salah, Mane, you know, Jota is probably new for Fabinho, Henderson, Allison. It's not new for them that they have to we have to win because we have to keep up with City. They've had to do that for the last four or five years. So it's not new. It's just for some reason they just panicked, which is really frustrating. Um, and then obviously then it, it brings out all the usual Klopp nonsense with opposition fans, which then, well, unfortunately, we've, we've, got to, we've got to learn Liverpool fans. You don't react to it because if you don't react to it, do you know what? It all goes away. There's a reason they all talk about Klopp. It's because it's box office. And everyone knows how do you get box office. Just talk about Klopp for 10 minutes. It's box office. Yeah, and there's, there's been a lot come out of it over since. And, um, you know, with regards to, there's a few comments in there with regards to Mane and his drop off. Like, Mane a couple of weeks ago was second top scorer in the league. I think he's seven goals in 12 games. Yeah. He's having a bad run of it at the moment, but. Nine games. It's his longest run, though. Yeah, it's his longest run without a goal, I think. And, and that happens. He does miss a really, really good chance. But, you know, and as someone said the other night, in the same breath, you'll have people moaning in January because Manny isn't available and gone to the AFCON. You know, yeah. if he's that bad, you send him off to the AFCON. Shouldn't be bad. Yeah, shouldn't <laughs> I mean, be worried about, about but, him going there. But I do, I do, like, that's where I think the whole contract situation comes into it because I think Liverpool are seriously looking at Sadio Mane and, and, and Firmino and going, right, yeah. what impact are they giving us? What will they give us in 18 months' time? And is it worth extending them beyond that? Do we need to bring a plan forward? You've got to look at what are they giving us in the last 18 months? Yeah. Is it worth what, keeping what, Sadio? I think the decision is going to be you can't do this with Salah. You cannot allow Salah to leave for nothing. But I think they could let Bobby and Sadio run their contract down. I think they'd rather get the extra 12 months out of them and let them go on a free. I think, then, I think, he, sells, I think he sells one and makes the other one do the 12 months. Possibly, but I could see That's that happening with both. <coughs> That's I, what think, I, think. I, I, think so, I think someone like a PSG would still pay decent money for a Mane. And use that to reinvest in the squad. And you just say to Firmino, your fourth choice, when you spot when you spot back, and then see where you are when his contract's up. That's what I think. You, that's what I think you do. As sad as it is, because you know we we all love Mane, but he's just not been right now for eighteen months, and he's not quite been up the level he was since think overall. He's been good this season. Yeah, he's been good, but there's he's not got the edge he had before though. He, what was good this year was that he was still taking his chances even when he wasn't playing at his peak, but. Yeah. His all-round play is just not quite right. He's stopped the last couple of weeks. He's just stopped taking players on. Now, listen, look, he could turn around and make us all look really stupid, which is, you know, I kind of hope that's what he does, really. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, the, the whole thing around Lukaku, as you said, could be taken out of context. It looks like it's three or four weeks mm. old. But the timing of it dropping in. The timing now, of the release is, 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 is really... It is... It is um, almost like a hatchet job. Um, no, it, yeah, it whoever, is. It is, it is something like that, from. isn't it? And I think I think coming off the back of I think coming off the back of him and his comments with regards to um, how do you expect me to stay in the title race when I have all these players missing and you know I'm playing every three days and and stuff like that and but he still had Saul, but he still had Saul and Barkley and Canty on the bench yeah last when night, you're, so. and, and someone told me just that Canty won't be playing against Liverpool and he, he came off the bench last night he came off the bench last night and the game changed when he came up yeah. He, he, I mean, yeah, they got a late, late equaliser, but Brighton were in total control of that but, second but half. How, until why why does up. this keep happening with him? Somebody said to me, you know, he's really injury problem. But somebody said to me the other day, uh, Kante won't be there. And I was like, ah, it's Kante, he will be fit. And someone went, no, no, no. He's like, he's like, there's no he chance. Up, no, he hasn't he, been right for a while, apparently. Kante's. He's had, a lot of muscle injuries. Yeah, he's had 
he's had niggly injuries for the last six months, and he can't. He's never had long enough to come back training before they blood him back in. They're playing him for half an hour here and half an hour there when they can. When what he really needs is proper rehab, proper rest, and mm. to come back. It'll be it, it'll be a, it'll be prime can He's not it'll been, be prime It'll be prime yeah, he's not, He probably will, but he he's not been right for a while. You know, I mean, he's an exceptional player at what he does. He's brilliant, but he hasn't been right for a while. And Kevin Ball says that Tuchel says he has knee issues, and then he was on the bench. Um, yeah, his injuries not as bad as they thought. Uh, Kevin Ball reckons that Silva and Reese James are out. Of course, Chilwell is out as well. Um, Reese James is a huge miss. And, <laughs> and Christian, yeah, him, Christian and James went off at um, Christian. Back, went, yeah, Christian, Christian did went off at halftime. Yeah, yeah, and, and James only did about half an hour. Then he he tweaked something. So yeah, Chilwell's out Chalibre, for the season. Chalibre came in. He looked hard. He looks good. He looks Chalibre good. Chalibre. Chalibre. Chelsea have got big problems, man. Most of their defenders, their contracts are up at the end of the season. From yeah, Rudiger, Christensen, Silva, um, Aspilicueta. There was talk that Rudiger, there was talk that Rudiger, Christensen, and Aspilicueta, all three, have spoken to Real Madrid and Barcelona. Well, Rudiger, Real Madrid want Rudiger. Yeah, uh, they want um, to team no, him up with uh, David Alaba. So um, it's it's uh, it's going to be interesting what what they do um, because I think when, when if you're Aspel Quetta is probably thirty two thirty three years of age at this yeah. stage, but if you look at Rudiger and the supposed demands he's made with regards to wages, he set a marker down, and Andreas Christensen is going to go in now and go, well, I want that, yeah, you know, and it's 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 always that like isn't it? Everyone's going to pile in now, and you end up giving none of them a deal. Because you can't well, give one. Because happening more and more, Gav. Because players, when they get to twelve months, are in total control. Rudiger can demand what he likes, but by the end of the season, his value—he will know what his value is when other clubs don't have to pay a transfer fee mm. and can offer him a signing-on fee, pays agents' fees, and whatever wage demands are out there. I can see this happening a, a lot more. In football in general, you can well, you can see what, what sort, what sort yeah. of what sort of team can you see Chelsea putting now here because he is going on about the amount of injuries he has, um, COVID, the amount of players he's <laughs> to play consecutively. They played last night and they they have um, which was which was Wednesday, so they have like four days to to recover. But you know, some managers have already said now it's taken probably two just over two days to recover from these games because they're coming yeah. so quick and then you're literally getting no walking. You're giving them a rest, you know, there's recovery, rest and recovery and, and whatever else. And it the amount of actually time on the training ground is vastly reduced because of how quick these games are coming. And then when you add in the fact that, you know if you look at what Chelsea have out with COVID and injuries Right, forget the whole can you get a cancel stuff because no club in this league should be getting a game cancelled in my opinion. But it is it is a small amount of proper first team players that he's having to come and call up yeah. call upon. Regardless of whether it's Chelsea or not, that's the truth of it. I think Eunice has got the system that they've got there right. I don't think Hudson Adoy plays. Um I no. think it'll be more or less the same eleven that they put it'll out the other night against Brighton. But he'll yeah, stiffen yeah. up the midfield somehow. I think he'll put, he'll put, Mal- he'll put Mouse and Lukaku up front. He'll probably put Pulisic and Alonso as wing backs. And then he'll probably play Kovacic, 
Jorginho, and then he'll play Kante if Kante's fit. Play Kante. Even if he can get an hour out of Kante, play him yeah. for a half. So, much, so if he's gone with two, if he's gone with two wing backs, you think Pulisic and, and Alonso? Who's the three centre halves? Aspilicueta, Rudiger, and Chalaba. Okay, and right. then Mendy goal. Okay. It's yeah. still quite a strong side, isn't it's it? Strong side, yeah. And then but it's on the side that's built to the counter. They still have Ziyech on the bench. They still have Barkley on the bench. They still have Kai Havertz. They may have Werner back. I don't know if he because he's been out with COVID. I don't know how long he's been. I don't know how long he's been out with COVID, but he's a potential. And then they'll have the young cats Saar and Saul on the bench. So you know, we, we felt we've talked about this before. It's, that's it's still a strong side. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a strong. It's a stronger side if you have. Um, you know, Thiago Silva playing and Christensen playing with Rudiger. That's a much better back three. But I don't I don't think the strength I don't think the strength of it is what's been um it's it's miles I don't yeah, I don't think the strength of it is what's been what's been in debate. I think it's the fact that it, like what was what was the team he played last night? Was it similar to what you're telling me now, Chris? And if it was, is he putting them back out again on Sunday? You know? Yeah. Now we could go I, he could just go one more goal with it and say, right, I'm having one more goal because um let's be honest. Rest everybody for the FA Cup. Yeah. They've got a nice FA Cup draw, haven't they? I could I couldn't tell you who do you have in the FA Cup. No, but, but um sure. Chelsea are going to park a huge bus on Sunday, reckon yeah. Jeremiah. Um I know I know Kev is in agreement with you in agreement yeah. with you on that. I think the same. I think they turned up at Anfield with a really, really strong starting eleven and, and for me parked it. Um they went strong for 20 minutes. They were the first 20 minutes they went toe to toe. And then as the first half went on, they just fell back and fell back and fell. And then once the red card happened, that was it. It yeah. was uh Chesterfield. Chesterfield. Got, so there you go. Chesterfield. So, so they've got a nice FA Cup draw, so they probably can rest them. Yeah, but even in the game when they shut up shop, they should have been 2-0 up before Salah equalizes. Yeah, Reese James yeah. torn hamstrings. Apologies, Atlantic. Oh, and a few people have said that it looks like he's out for months. Yeah, um, which is a pity for him because I enjoy watching Reese James play. I think yeah. he's a crack on play. So, mm-hmm. Same with Chilwell. He's out. Sadly, he's out for the season because they thought they could uh, fix his ACL without surgery. I think they realised six weeks later, even with a partial set, they, they can't. Mm-hmm. So he's he's yeah. going to have to go surgery now. So that's that's another long injury from that's a long injury that come back from as well. Could be well into next season by the time he comes back. That mm-hmm. could. You know that that could be a nine month job, nine to nine to twelve months. Yeah, well, um, he's here. No, anyway, but that's but that that's still a strong strong squad. It is, yeah. Um, or strong strong team. But again, it's about how he's going to put them out. If you look at the team he puts out against Brighton compared to what he could put out at the weekend, it's one of those where I don't know what they're like in energy, but like sometimes that just doesn't matter. Liverpool had a break for Leeds and turned up at Leicester and. I don't think fitness came into it. I keep saying no. that. Adrenaline will get you through an awful yeah, lot. Yeah, Liverpool just didn't do what they were meant to do. Um, and if they applied themselves 10% better, we're, we're talking about a win. Um, on the Liverpool side of things, though, you know, there was talk today that Alisson wasn't in the um, training photos. I think it was Alisson. Apparently Kelleher wasn't either. So I, yeah, so Alisson, Kelleher, Fabinho, Thiago, Minamino, Origi. But I do wonder if some of them, like, if uh, Firmino and... Alison, I've just given an extra day's rest because you know Firmino's just back from injured. Alison, you know, non-stop. Perhaps they just thought, just give him a rest, just give him the day off, do gym do do gym work for a day, and do your training tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, I think everyone gets a bit too, just because players aren't in the photos doesn't mean they won't be. I mean, Thiago, you know, he's only a one day's training and it's felt a bit sore, but he's not trained for two weeks, ten days. Sorry, so he could be out of rhythm. So you know. yeah, it's like. 
I don't see a problem. Um, Alison, Bobby, Thiago, Taki, and Origi. Yes, it's Kevin Ball. Um, yeah, the Origi and the Taki one are more worrying to me than anything because of January. Yeah, yeah. And um, Thiago had no injuries. Apparently, came back, had COVID, and has picked up a muscle problem. Well, they said muscles. They said muscle soreness, but that that could be. He's not trained for ten days. He's done. A, he's done one session. And he's felt it. Yeah. That doesn't mean he's torn or anything. That's just feeling. It's like it's like probably, it's probably doing a preseason again. Now listen, he could turn up in the training pictures tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. You know, he could, he could, um, he could turn up and he could be there, and that's good. So, where are we going with this? Like, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a team. I could pick Go 10. Alice, <laughs> Trent, yeah. Matt, Van Dyke, Simakas. I don't think it's going to be anything different than that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think Canate plays, but. Okay. I just, I, I just think for his pace and his height and his strength, I could see Canate playing ahead of Joel Matt. I think Canate. Rather than playing Matip two games in space of three days. I think Canati I think I gets the Arsenal, gets the Arsenal game midweek. Which will be against pure pace, which is Saka and uh Lacazette. Okay. Um So that's that. Midfield. I t- definitely think Fabinho starts. Yeah. Anyone against that? Nope. No. no. Um I think Milner starts. Wouldn't surprise me. I think Milner starts. And I think Henderson starts. I think Naby starts. I think if, if, with Naby going to the AFCON, there's no reason why you wouldn't use this game. I'd play him anyway because I think he's good enough. I think he's shown off the bench that he's hungry and he has a bit of quality and a bit of zip about him. And it wouldn't do Henderson any harm to come out of the firing line for this game. Come on for the last 20 minutes if need be. But there's a, a lot of games in January. There's no need to flog him for this, when Naby's there. Because he won't be there in a couple of weeks' time when we might. <coughs> you know, so that's the only reason I would play him. I don't know. I would do Fabinho, Henderson. And I think, it's a, I think it's a fight then between who's the fittest out of Cater and Thiago. Chamberlain, I don't think he did enough in the Leicester game. And for me, Milner, as much as I love him, he is at his age, he's not a starter for Liverpool. He's a starter for Liverpool in League Cups, FA Cups, and you bring him off the last 25 minutes of league games. That is what Milner's you know what, you mind. Um, Starting him, I just don't think helps him. I don't think it helps us. I think it puts him under too much pressure. I think I ch- you changed my mind. I think, um, like, Cav says Naby was terrible off, last game off the bench. Yeah, um, like ourselves, we all have. Yeah, I thought um, it was very good. Kieran says Henderson doesn't deserve a start. Stunk the gaff out of it on Tuesday, shocking defensively. Um, <laughs> Kieran, I don't know. If you, I don't know if you're doing that. I seen a thread on Twitter of um, a fella just taking a load of pictures of Henderson, um, pointing at stuff and then telling you what exactly went on. Um, <laughs> I, I just had to. I had to turn off the internet. I had to be honest with you. I just turned it off. I, Oh, so listen, I saw, I saw somebody who got a signed shirt of Henderson and some lad jumped mm. on the thread. It doesn't follow him to slag the, to slag the player off. You're like, oh, seriously, lads. Have you, this, you generally go around looking for someone who praises the player to jump mm. in. Get a, I think, get I a think life. The thing with Henderson was, and, and he wasn't good um, before anybody no. thinks I'm not having but no, a go. But no, but no. But what you'll find with Henderson um, is he's nearly... For me now at times, he's the the trigger for the press. 
And what I mean by that is, is that he's, he's, he's going beyond his midfield to go, I'll press. And if a guy moves, you know, A or B behind me have to be looking into this because I'm, I'm the trigger for the press. Because do you remember like year, going back years ago, Lalani used to be the trigger for the press. He used yeah. to hover, 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 bang. You know, um, he done a lot of time when Coutinho was in the side, Firmino was in the side. And sometimes you'll see Sadio being the, the trigger for the press. I think it's gone the other way. I think it's it's a case of they literally... I've seen Liverpool do this quite a bit where they let a centre-half play it into midfield and then it's bang. It's not a case of Liverpool getting the forwards to press. Do you know the sort of way? They're just making traps. And I think that's where it came from Henderson. Now, Henderson wasn't good the other night. There's, there's no way no. Um, Henderson was good the other night. But you're still going away to Chelsea and when, when you look at the options you have, the only thing, the only reason I thought Milner was because um, he comes on for a half an hour or something the other night and I thought maybe you get a start. But... Katie, yeah, I think Katie makes you have to have someone in there that can give you impact going forward. And what I mean, by someone that is, who can carry the ball, carry a ball and pick a pass. And I think, Hen, I think Chamberlain can carry a ball, and I think Katie can pick a pass. And it's that's why you're always getting one or the other. Um, look, but what are we, got, Brian, we will we go? Will we go Fabinho, Henderson, Katie then? I think so, based on fitness. Yeah, uh, if, if, if a new Thiago was fit enough. I would I would do Thiago Henson Fabinho because I don't think we lose many games with those three stars. I think the record with them three starting together is almost perfect with Fabinho and Thiago. Even with Henson, it's pretty close to perfect. And I think that's this is the sort of game they're designed for. Okay. Um, and the thing is, but Brighton proved in that game the other night. You beat Chelsea by overloading them in, in midfield. If Chelsea line up how they have been lining up in that three four two one. They're only a two-man midfield. Brighton played four in midfield, and they just totally ran the game until Kante came on. Kante came on, and they switched with three in midfield, and the game changed. Yeah, they got a late goal, but it was against the run of play almost at the end of it. But if Chelsea line up 3-4-2-1, Firmino <coughs> and creates that extra player in midfield, sat on Jorginho, and you win the game by winning battle in midfield by outnumbering them and just exposing them out wide but if Chelsea line up how we think they're going to line up in a 5-3-2 it's a war of attrition and patience and, and up front Keita is, Keita is vital to that because someone who can carry the ball into midfield play a 1-2 run in behind the forwards and shoot we'll get on to later on about the moments of the year but you look at some of the goals from 2021, you look at Kate, some of Kate Nabby's goals, the kid has got something. And I know he's had his injury problems and what have you, but on his day, he's he's a special talent. Yeah, but I, I, it feels at the moment this season, we've had too many players who we keep saying, oh, on his day, I know. he does it for I us. And I, think, I think that's where, probably that's where City have probably got the advantage. There aren't too many players you go, well, on his day, he's brilliant. Because most of the players you go, they're brilliant probably eight times out of ten. So you go, you'll have to say on his day. They don't really have like a, you know, a luxury maverick where they have to wait for him to turn up. Well, up front, are we all with, are we still sticking on Jata, Mane, Salah? No. No, I'd start Bobby. I'd start Firmino. Mane. Instead of Jota. No, I'd start him instead of Mane because that that front three worked perfectly um, when we wanted to press the life out of Man United. And I think a few big away wins, looking at 2021, has been those three up front. I think Manning needs a rest. 
Uh, I know he's gone off the AFCON, but he stuck, he stuck the gap out the last couple of games. So think about the firing line. Mm. And, okay. and I think I also I also think Firmino's better start than coming on as a sub. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, okay, well we've we've all slightly different teams there as we've gone through it, but um, taking everything into consideration, Kev, the lineup you think Liverpool should start, the lineup and the setup that you think Chelsea will employ, um, the size of this game, where even though it's the fourth game of the new year and how crucial it is, um, give us a prediction. <sighs> I think we win 2-1. But I think it will be one of those games where it'll be a war of attrition. I can see them scoring from a set piece because their delivery into the box is really, really good. Uh, Mason Mount's on fire. Um, he's he's playing really, really well, scoring for fun. If he gets any kind of a sniff, I'd be worried You know, with him running at players or linking players off him. They're good at corners. They really are. But I think we can... I think we can win the, win the battle in midfield and I trust our forwards to put away their chances. You know, more often than not, we do. Um, so I, I take a 2-1 and just move on. Okay. Chris, whatever that's going on at Chelsea with regards to players they have or haven't got, uh, Kante is just turning up for half an hour. Um, what they might do with regards to their system, what we might do with regards to where personnel rather than their system and how big it is and how hard Liverpool will be after the rest of the fee. What way do you see this going? Uh, let's go 3-1 Liverpool. Okay. Salah, Jota, Trent. And I think Mount will score for that. Okay. I think it's a, it's a massive game. Um, I hope Chelsea sit back. Um, I don't rate them, overly rate them on the break. But I think when they get going playing football, they're really good. Mount, Zayic is really good. And for some reason doesn't seem to be fancy by, by Tuchel. But when I watch Chelsea, I don't see them doing an awful lot on the break, but I watched them at home to Everton, where they battered Everton and drew one all. And the biggest thing that the biggest way of them getting through was they were getting good ball from, say, their wing backs into whether it be a Pulisic or a Mount or whoever it'll be. And then it was literally, let's play from there, get in behind our fullbacks, um, cutting stuff back. And they looked really good, you know, the sort of way. But then I don't know what way Liverpool are going to approach this. I think it's a huge game. I think Liverpool will be hurt. I think with the players we have at our disposal and the players Chelsea have at our disposal with, you know, the fact that Tuchel is moaning that he probably have to play the same team again. Um, I think it's a hard one. One nil Liverpool. Take that. Yeah, I think it's going to be. My fucking heart was like someone said there a minute ago. War of attrition, (laughs) and I think it will be. I think it'll be cagey because you know. Listen, if Liverpool were were a point behind City going into this or level, you'd say you know what, you could draw it, and you're three behind. You could lose, and you're four behind, and but. They'll be in nervousness there not to overcommit from Liverpool, I think. Not to put themselves in a position where they've caused their own downfall here. And they look to be, Liverpool will look to be secure. They look to make sure that they don't lose the game and and then give themselves a, a great chance to win it. I think it'll be very measured in what we're going to try to do here. And, but I, I promise you, like, Liverpool looking at what went on with Leicester 
and what was coming out of Leicester going into, into that game, um, I would literally be posting them on Liverpool's dressing room door and going, that's what they were saying the last time, and this is how we showed up. That does not happen again, because we're literally going down the same route here as a club that we're going to visit on Sunday, telling you that they've nobody left, and how are we meant to do this, and how are we meant to do this, and, you know, and they're just hoping yeah. Liverpool turn up and turn up at 80%, and I want Liverpool turn up at... Um, are 100% ready to go but I don't think there'll be a lot in this I, do, I think because of the problems Chelsea have I think they will be they will look to be not ultra de- defensive but they'll take less chances especially I when you look Ch- at Chelsea Chelsea will look at this as a must not lose you yeah. know must not lose we know that it is must win mm. at all costs and it, a draw is no good to either side to be fair but I don't think Chelsea have it in them to go balls out to go and win it Mm. Where we will go, we'd rather win it and risk risk the draw. Chelsea would rather take the draw than risk and risk than risk winning it. If you know what I mean? Yeah, but that all They're, depends on where Chelsea look at because Chelsea are Chelsea have Chelsea played the same amount of games as City. One one yes. less one less. One less. They're one eight points yeah. off City and they played one game less. I think so. Chelsea will have to look at where what their ambitions are. Because Chelsea might have to win it to stay with them as well. You know, the sort of way and with the money they've spent. Um, you know, it's oh, no, sorry. Honestly, che- Chelsea, play the, Chelsea play the same as City. Played the same as City, yeah. Chelsea City will play 20. Yeah, we've we played, played one less game. We've played one less. So. Oh, so we'd be two points clear of Chelsea if we win this with a game in hand. Yeah, yeah. I thought he had one game left. Um, no, Garmack no. asked, Gav, do you think the squad needs a shake-up this summer? Too many players too comfortable in their starting places. Um, that's probably a conversation for the summer. Um, I think that's a conversation for next week. Yeah, I don't even know if it's a if it's a, con- if it's a conversation for January, but I don't know if I don't know if players are comfortable in what they're doing. I just think we get this reaction all the time in Liverpool lose because we're not used to it, and you know sometimes second, you have to sit back. Second loss since April. The second loss since April. Yeah, that's you have to sit back yeah. sometimes and go. You know what? It's it happens. Um, I don't think we need to be calling for a fucking the squad revamp. No, you know, but. I agree with what you said earlier with regards to did we do enough over the last couple of years? Probably not. Um, that's okay as well. You're allowed to say, you're allowed to say both. Like, yeah. You're allowed to go, listen, don't go over the top, but we could have done more. Yes, absolutely. Because um, that's that's what... That's it in a nutshell. That, that's what balanced it, chat is about. It's not yeah, just and you have, to have, you have to have balance because there's no point in being the extreme because we know that buying five or six players every window is stupid. Because what winds up happening is every 12 months, 18 months, you're selling five or six players and you're winning the problem, nothing. The problem you is know? for the last couple of summers, you might need to look at doing four or five this summer to make up yeah. for what we haven't done. That's what, show, that's what City have done quite well, in fact. Yeah. City have always you're done right, two, yeah. two a summer, haven't they? One or two a summer. That's yeah, but, but, but the thing is, like, I, I guarantee if Liverpool went and, and bought two in the summer, people, you lose a game and people wouldn't be happy. No, I know. You know, but like, like, like if you if you if you kept this squad in the summer, and I said to you, we're going to add a striker of real quality, and I'm going to add a say, let's go, let let one midfielder go, right? Pick one, um, Milner because he's 36, yeah. right? And you bring in a Basuma, okay? Just fragments. Okay. So if you bring in Basuma and you bring in, I don't know, pick a forward that's really good that you will look for in the next 18 months to be a top Anthony. man. I bring, it, I bring in Anthony. 
Right, okay, right. and Ducks from Ajax, right? So you bring them in and you start next season and you lose again. I guarantee you'll get people going, no, this isn't fucking good enough because I'll tell you why. Because it'll shift from we didn't sign enough to, oh, we signed them, but look who who they're playing with now. Like, this fella's not being good enough for 18 months. This fella, like... Oh, yeah. Like... Actually, the level of stuff that people actually call for when you drill down to it is astronomical. What do you want done? It's astronomical. What do you want done? But listen, that's it. That's it. I mean, look, thing. I'd be happy with Nico replaced with a costless replica, and I'd be happy with Origi being replaced with a striker who you could trust. Nah. You see, I'm not, I'm not on that route. It's stri- see, them words to me, Kev, is a striker you can trust is someone that you're looking that for to get 18 months off. I want somebody that's going to come in and say, look, Do a job, this but. player is here, and in 12 months' time, he is in the starting level 11 because he's that fucking good. And I don't want anybody else. I don't want... I don't want to come across a fella that's 30 and you go, you get two years out of him and he's a good fifth option. No, 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 I don't want that. I want somebody to come in and you're going to say to me, listen, he's going to have some good games and some bad games in the next 12 months, but he's, he's that fucking good that this time next year, he'd be the first name on the sheet going forward. And that's what we need to do, in my opinion, going forward. Um, but look, it's 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 a it's a conversation yeah. for probably <laughs> Monday. Um, Anthony Taylor's the ref. And Tierney is on VAR. I don't know how the fuck Liverpool Football Club haven't gone and went, listen, we don't want him anywhere near our games. Um, and made an absolute song and dance over this. Because like, we're getting called whinge bags by every TV, radio station, and print media, and everyone else under the sun. Every foreign manager that mentions five subs and games between the 26th and 28th are being labelled and hounded left, right, and centre by the British media. And then you say went. one other thing about the refs, and th- it, that's that's it. It's just you're but moaning and groaning for the sake of it. Even when Klopp, like in his Leicester game, in last game, Klopp pretty much said, I don't know why we, we were so poor, we were really off it. And he I did know, mention yeah. Le- Leicester played two days earlier, he said, and they kept up that intensity, and he based it, which is unreal. Well to them, yeah. So pretty much he said, Leicester were brilliant, we couldn't match them. I don't know why we couldn't match them, I need to go and find out. And everyone's got, and then Apparently he's moaning about fixtures. When he's not, he's just said my teams have more rest and they couldn't and they couldn't cope with Leicester. We've had two days. Don't know why. Yeah. I need to work that out because Leicester played really well. Fair play to him. Mm. And you still get criticised. He can't. He can't fucking win. But yeah, then no, again, but, that, but that's that's about taking quotes and, and with that's about taking media. quotes and reading them whatever way you want as well. Um, Garmack says he's not being reactionary, and Jono says for us to compete, it takes significant investment. That's football in 2021. I don't disagree with Rodrius. I really don't. Um, but I promise you, come Monday, right through the month of January, um, on a lot of shows that we do, um, we will absolutely talk about the transfer window and where the squad is. We're out. Look, there's other channels out there you can go and shout and scream about fucking, we should do this, we should do that, and blah, 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 blah. If you if we can have a balanced fucking discussion, just saying, you know, throughout January, going, could we do this? We should do that. Can we do that? Maybe and making suggestions and having a conversation. I'm all for it. I'm not going to sit here and just get people on where they're just going to roar and shout because I'll just fuck off. Um, I go and do something else. Um, that's being honest with you. If it's balanced, I'm all for it. But I, I absolutely see where John, um, Garmack and others are coming from. I absolutely do. Um. Right, 2021. Um, anyone what in the chat wants to give me their 
good, bad, or the ugly Liverpool related over the last 12 months, as this is our last show of 2021. Um, Kev, I'll let you go first. Oh, you... <laughs> no, go on, Chris. Chris, you can have it, mate. You can have it. Uh, I got another one. Go on, you go. I've still, I've still not been forgiven for screaming. Uh, the <laughs> Allison header. I've still not been forgiven for that, where I basically woke the whole house up and just roared and could not calm down for half an hour. I was so giddy with that goal. And the fact it was Sam Allardyce and he was so moody afterwards and so moody the week after he goes, yeah, well, they were dead lucky, weren't they? It, 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 honestly, God, it was like the most glorious thing you could never have done. And it's ridiculous. And it's another example of something you haven't seen before because I don't believe a Liverpool goalkeeper scored a winner ever until Allison. So it's one of those things, a bit like the Club World Cup. It's something you've never seen before. And the fact that season was just bizarre and one of the reasons we're still in the Champions League is the goalie of a 95th minute winner, 95th minute header, which to be fair, forget he's a goalie. It's one of the best attacking headers you'll see. If Van Dijk does that or Matip does that, you go, wow, what a header. The fact it's the goalie is just berserk. It's brilliant. Um, it was a context of everything with Alisson as well, but everything that he'd been through in the six months before that. Oh, yeah. You know, the fact that with COVID, with the lockdowns, with his with his dad, with um with everything, you know, everything that mm-hmm. he'd been through that you know, the fall of the fall away that we had, the you know, so many different centre back pairings in front of him. And he just takes a more he probably done that dozens of times in his career. You know, of last week, fuck it, I'm going. And he trundles <laughs> up and is this is a long way to go. And he trundles up and he's like, mm, they're leaving me alone. And what a header. Yeah. I mean, twisted his neck. But bang. Do you know, do you the, know what the big thing about it is, though? If you watch it back, and I was thinking, I was only thinking about this today. Matt Phillips tries to nick it. Matt Phillips it was, it comes was in like a train <laughs> and he still fucking keeps his eye on that, on that header. And I was actually thinking today, I could not remember anything about I can't remember anything about that. I game. can't remember nothing about I think him. it was one all when he scored. It was. It was. That was the winner. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I couldn't remember if it was nil all or one all. One one. One right? one. We were one nil down. Me, I, and then I'm saying to myself, I can't even remember who scored for us. Um, Salah. It, it would have been yeah. a good bet to say Salah. But literally, it was just like, what in the name? And when he comes up, you get the commentators going, this is it. This is the last thing. And I'm saying to myself, what is it? I actually said to myself, what are you fucking setting him up for? No air look. I was actually thinking, no air look. These fuckers yeah, get a header on it. It'll fall out to a West Brom fella and he'll build it 70 yards into wearing it. And it'll be, it, it won't even be a point. Um, Kevin Ball says the six in a row defeats was the lowest I watched, uh, felt watching Liverpool in years. Yeah, it got to the stage where I was just yeah. going, would you ever? You had to laugh at the end. You know, it was actually getting ridiculous. Um, as soon as you the Chris Brack show, uh, the quiz show was a farce, says uh, Barry, which is absolutely <laughs> bang on. Um, uh, one typo, one typo. Uh, you click the link, you click the link, the answers are there. Let me see. <laughs> uh, I, I Look, the, the, if you have any bad or indifferent, Kev, or can I go next? You crack on. It's the first show at Manchester United. I've yeah. never been, I've never been as giddy I haven't been with Giddy in a long time watching that. It was fucking brilliant. And it wasn't a case of we got a goal on 50 and one on 60 and then they came out and we just got done them by chance. We went out and we they have a chance from Bruno Fernandes in about the third minute. 
Yeah. And then Liverpool just kick the ball out from a goal kick and just go down the other end and score. And you're like this. And you know what? I've seen Liverpool go early um, at Old Trafford. I've seen Michael Owen score really early in a, I think it was an FA Cup game that we end up losing. Um, mm. I've seen us score early goals at Old Trafford. I've seen us go ahead at Old Trafford and, and lose. Um, we've seen some great ones. Um, even last season, 4 2 was great. But this one was like, this was. From start to finish, the pressing of the ball, the passing, how physical we were. Kanate was running around just flinging fellas around the gaff and didn't care who they were. Um, You know, he he wants to pick Ronaldo up and fuck him over the Stratford end. Um, You know, he's laughing at Fred and then Jota scoring. It's 4 0 at half time. Salah completes a 5 0. They score and then it's VAR for offside. It's it's the highlight. Look, the Alistair was brilliant. And and it keeps our hopes alive, and we do brilliant to get top four. But going into Old Trafford and them um, absolutely annihilating them was just something special. It for was me. The be- it was the beginning of the end for Solskjaer. <sighs> I mean, it showed how dysfunctional Lapped. their club is that he survived that game because that was the last game before an international break. I think. Yeah, I was waiting for the um, pitch invasion. We we weren't you because that's. I mean, that, I mean, that, that, that was still makes me laugh. They did a pitch invasion, got the game called off, and it was the best thing they ever did. Yeah. You know, that was the best thing that ever happened to us, was the game getting called off for a week, uh, because we got a chance to regroup properly and pick a a better side. It's the best thing that ever happened. Well, that's that's mine for 2021. Kev, what have you got? I had Alisson, but (laughs) I think Thiago's goal... The one that doesn't bounce? The daisy cutter. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Uh, any daisies. It doesn't bounce. I think it kissed the ground. It doesn't go near the ground. Like, it's like um, do you do when you kick a flat? Do you know the old flyaway footballs which yeah. sort of dip and go out yeah. like that? It, it, it actually does doesn't touch the ground. It, it, um, just, it does that weird dip, but it's like when you kick one of those fifty flyaway balls. There's a video on YouTube. I linked it to Chris earlier on, and it's um, oh 20, brilliant. The twenty five. It was the top twenty five goals of twenty twenty one from Liverpool. There are some absolute screamers in there. Uh, you forget, we take it for granted. We do. We're spoiled, right? We're talking about title races and we're talking about 100-point season and 99-point season, what have you. We're being spoiled rotten with the football that we've been watching for the last 12 months in a lot of ways. Even the six-in-a-row defeats that we lost, we weren't clapped. In I think we were badly exposed in one or two, but... That was the club at its absolute rock bottom lowest point. And since the Madrid, since that, after the Madrid game, it was like a um, bit between the teeth, got into Europe, started this season again. And we've been absolutely, we've been playing some great stuff. Even the Origi goal, that little, you know, uh, the, one, the, the, the flick around where he turned into a contortionist yeah. and back heeled it in. Uh, the Nabby Volleys, Henderson I, a, scoring screamers, Trent scoring an absolute belt the outside against, the box. Origi against Wolves, the first um, last-minute winner we've had since since crowds are back. That was yeah, that was a cracker. Beautiful. Yeah, oh, yeah that, that was a cracker. That was a fairness. I mean, we we've been spoiled got... rotten in what we have, and I think a lot of people take it for granted that it's normal to be winning this many games. You know, The, champion, and... the, champion, the Champions League's the biggest normal yeah, going, that people going, that people just glossed over going through let's the group, be honest unbeaten. we we were all saying that was a 
there's a lot who were worried about this group. We had this is going to be a tough group. You know, if we get to ten points, we'll do okay. Sm- we'll I'd love to look back on the pods where the Champions League draw was made. And have a look at them. Because there was there was a lot shit themselves. I, I don't mean I'm not digging over pods out, but in no. general, there was a lot of people who were going, that's a hard group that, you know, I'm not sure our squad can cope with that and the league. I don't know how we're gonna cope with it. And they coasted it. I mean, we're resting Van Dyke for the first game of the season. I think that does highlight the squad's not as bad as we think it is. It's probably maybe it's not as good as we perhaps thought it was at the beginning of the season, but it's probably that happy medium. It's a very good squad. I haven't you know, even mentioned a little bit. I haven't even mentioned the more Salicals. Salah oh, goal, the one against City, the pass from Henderson with the outside <laughs> and then, of the ball and then, and then that, Salah's against Watford the week after. Yeah, no, the, the one against City where you go, that's a, that's ridiculous. Then the following week, he just... No, sorry, we play City. We go on an international break. He yeah. comes back from the international break, we're on a half 12, and then he just does that, and you're like this. Doesn't and it's him. actually... I think it's the commentary from LSC TV that goes, no, you can't be doing that. Not again. You can't be doing that. Not again. <laughs> That's not, I am. The best thing is his interview afterwards. Have you ever scored a, a better goal than that moment? He goes, ah, probably last week's was a bit better. Yeah, like it's uh, unbelievable. <laughs> it's and like, he's been he's being so good. Um, <coughs> Trent's winner against Villa. That's the other one that probably gets overlooked. Yeah, yeah. and that's late in last season. Where that's late in last season where we were garbage. We were garbage in that game. Yeah. Uh, and he, ju- he just pops up left wing. Christ knows why he's there. And it's a beauty because Martinez takes unbeaten. You know, he's a top goalkeeper. So there was, despite last year being a bit of a disaster at times, you know, we finished third, you know, tickets to the last game of the season. To us, we had no rights to finish third with the state we were in. So we were in the win at, win at Goodison was great fun because, um, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. look, a lot of people there, Eunice included, are saying, you know, the, the 4 1 or Everton. And, and when you're going to Everton and you're booing, on Everton's behalf, um, just to take the piss out of them. Like, you're they not cleared. getting them. Didn't they clear it on 20 minutes? Yeah, so Liverpool go... Liverpool go um, we go two up and they fuck two off. Two up and <laughs> just people leaving and then they get one back and they have about a 10-minute period and then Liverpool come out second half and just walk them all over the place. Yeah. Um, but that, that was great fun as well. There's been some brilliant goals as well. Um, Mohamed with a super chat says... I went through a little low point this year, but the shows on this channel was always a highlight and a good therapy session. Thank you, boys, and never walk along. Well, if that's 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 enough for us, um, yep. that's that's the most. Well, important I know thing. how you feel, um, Mohammed. Especially yeah. last year during with the first lockdown, every night ten o'clock, I was in the chat with um, all the people who were in the chat there tonight, chatting yeah. away, and it was such an outlet to be because when you weren't working and you're sat you're sat at home all the time. Having the outlet to be able to come on, I mean, it wasn't just this pod, to be fair. It was other pods as well. That you'd come on, you'd have the interaction with the people in the chat and the people who were hosting, who were, who were in, luckily enough to be in my position now, be able to express your views. It's a great outlet. And yeah, it, it's, um, it's a privilege for people, for me especially. But, you know, it's a great community to be part of as well, to that are in the chat that are there as regular as clockwork every night. And, you know, we might bitch and moan, but in general, you know, everyone in there is very, yeah, the, very good the chat, with their output. The chat makes it very easy because we know who's in that chat and we know what way people go um, with regards to, you know, we don't we don't play up to their opinions by any means, but we kind of know we can touch subject A, B, C, and D and that chat will go with it. 
you know, um, like honest to God, if I come on here and went on a mad rant tomorrow out of like out of nowhere for fucking no reason, I guarantee you half the chat will be going, "What the fuck is wrong with this fella?" You know, what are you after? They've been messaging you, know? you after. You all right? <laughs> yeah, they do. Like you know what I mean. Um, but like I mean, the, Red likes that, the likes of that. The likes of that. Red Steve's not been nice, horrible tonight, has he? No, Red Steve is. I don't know. Just being nice for Christmas. We'll be back at it on Monday. I'd say. Um, but like. The likes of that, like me and Red Steve don't know who each other are. We just don't like each other, um, <laughs> just for the purposes of this channel. Um, LFC Aaron says, thanks for the great content throughout the year. Absolutely brilliant channel. Happy New Year to everyone. Um, oh, there but, is that and, too, uh, Steve, to be fair. Red Steve says, <laughs> yeah, you've really got no live, Kev. No lives, Kev. Cheers, bud. Well, look, part of your life now is coming on and, and commenting on this and watching and, and taking part and stuff like that. And it's either that or it's going watch tonight with Vincent Brown on. <laughs> yeah, Owen Borg asks, any chance of that reunion pod? Not a fucking hope. There's no way. That's, <laughs> you know, there's more chance of finding Sherger than finding the... Watch fucking PCR test. Um, <laughs> there's more chance of Gavin let me do a quiz again. Yeah, that's it. Um, let me see. Uh, Cav Olam says, yeah, Gav, where are the others? What others? Who are we talking about? Um, you'll, you'll have to tell me who you're talking about there. Um, but look, it's been a really good year. Um, despite Liverpool struggling at the start of the year, um, you know, they get the top four. We're on, we're on, we're, we're okay in the league at the moment. Um, but overall, for the for the podcast itself, it's been a really good year. Um, it's grown throughout the year. We've done some great work with regards to charity, um, which has been the highlight for me and I know loads of other lads there there has been lads in this podcast um, that have had their own issues personally and, and stuff like that throughout the year and um, I'd like to think that when they have had that we've tried our best to support them and help them and you know be an outlet for them like like Kevin and Chris says so um, if that if that has been the case we're delighted for that to happen as well um, you know the year is just up um, as I said, it's been good. Um, we're back to normal come Monday. And what I mean by that is I'm able to know what day of the week it is and I'm able to know what I'm doing most days of the week because I'm, I'm actually decent at planning stuff. But when you start throwing Christmas in, it's I'm all over the place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's the same um, I had to, had to knock off the cans and everything because the cans are even throwing me out. And I was like, stop drinking cans because you're bad enough for knowing what day it is. And when you throw cans in, it's all over the place. But um, 2022... Look, we do about 20 shows a month. Um, I think 20 live shows a month on average. Um, that's going to go up to about 40 in, in January, starting from Monday. So there's no subscriptions. There's no paywalls. There's no, you don't have to do anything. Just turn up like a turn up, you know. Um, and we're going to do about 40 live shows a month. Now, um, people probably think that's way too much. If you do, let us know and we'll stop. And um, that's how this channel works. But from Monday, you will be getting, um, You'll be getting a daily show every day at lunchtime. Um, it will be me um, for the majority. Sometimes I might have a guest on. It'll be 25 to 30 minutes every lunchtime. And it'll be basically a roundup of all Liverpool news. Might be trophy of transfer bits in there. And again, the comments will be up on screen. You'll be able to see them. You'll be able to interact. And um, it will be made available for an audio download as well. So if it's one of those things you like where, oh, listen to 25 minutes on my way to work of the latest Liverpool news, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do that on a daily basis, Monday to Friday. All the normal shows will be here as well. We'll be covering stuff after games. We'll be doing quizzes and all that sort of stuff when transfers come, um, sorry, when international breaks come around. And of course, through January, we will do a mix of the 
lunchtime show where we'll talk about transfers. We will dedicate probably one show a week to transfers, but we'll also keep up to date with them on all our normal shows as well. Um, anything else before we go, Chris? Um, no, not, not much of it. Just uh, have a good new year, everyone, and I will try and get a women's show out end of Jan. That's me plan. Okay, good stuff. Yeah, because they they're back aren't they early January? So yeah, yeah. Is it the eighth or ninth of January? I think they had me. I think it's across eighth or ninth. Uh, Blackburn away. They've got first game. Okay. Zupdog says forty out of thirty. Thirty one days. How the fuck we just do more than one show a day, brother? Um, that's how it goes. Uh, Barry Devney says don't swamp yourselves. Keep it as as is for me. Plus a few extra here and there. Quality work. Um. Are these additional shows seasoning or ingredients? Well, they're part of the thing, so they're ingredients. Um, the only seasoning you would get is if I was to put something on afterwards. Um, so, but they're definitely ingredients. So, um, let me see. Uh, do you use blokes work? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. We just find loads of time to do this as well. Um, but no, we will look. It's something that we've we've decided to do, and we're going to do it. And we're going to um, see how it works out. But it'll be 2 p.m. Uh, Monday to Friday. Come on, chat about it. You can get in, get involved. But if you don't see it uh, within the hour, it'll be out on your audio download as well. Kev, anything else before we go? Um, we're still going to be doing the Fridays um, next year. Uh, there's an awful lot of UFC coming up. Some good events. The Ashes are gone. If you love your cricket and you're English, uh, it's not been oh, good. Uh, are, we doing, are we doing Ronaldinho chat? I'm gonna introduce well, I'm gonna introduce Chris to the guy. Uh, and we're gonna oh, yeah, cover yeah. a bit well, of um, hurling, the hurling hurling championship when it when it gets going. Mm-hmm. And because the amount of English people that have ever since Sky started showing hurling. And the uh, they start they start watching it for the first time. They absolutely shit themselves. They're like, "You guys actually let kids play this?" Yeah, my daughter played. Uh, yeah, it's I'm brilliant. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I can't wait to get. I can't wait until the championship gets started. My, but, um, my daughter plays. What happens is when you win at a certain age, they, they, you play both. You play yeah. Gaelic football and you play hurling. And she goes off for a she go off for a hurling match, and she'll come back. And there won't be a mark on her. You know, or everything is clean. All the stuff she's wore is clean. But she'd be like, I'll look at my finger and it's blue. You know, I'll look at my nail and it's black. Or my arm and just <laughs> marks all over. Looks like someone's had to beat her. And then, but she goes and plays Gaelic football. She comes back and she's muck from top to bottom. But no ailments, you know, because football is just not as quick. It's not, you, you don't have a weapon, basically. Um, <laughs> and she, they're just swinging. Um, these yeah. bleeding holes at each other, you know, and the noise at each other. But, Character um, building. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um it's a hard hard game. Well, Chris, yeah, that's right. We got the Winter Olympics in um oh, in February. I can't wait for that. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to. It. I love the Winter Olympics. Yeah, I haven't got a clue about any of it, but we'll give that a lash as well. But yeah, it's there's going to be absolutely shed loads of new sports that we're going to be getting into. We, Phil's Phil's desperate we, to get the NFL going as well, so. We should, yeah, Phil Phil yeah. we should get yeah, Phil on for now. We should get Phil on for now. Yeah, come on for the NFL before the. Um, yeah, we should get him on because then he can educate we'll us and, and explain to us what's going on. So all yeah, the best to look at that. We just got to talk in the corner with we'll yourselves. Yeah, um, yeah. So loads to come in twenty twenty two, twenty twenty one. 
it's been really good. Um, thanks everyone that has watched, um, liked, subscribed, shared, fucking listened. I don't know anything. If you have anything to do with this podcast and you, in any way, um, let it uh, be part of what you do or what you listen to. We are very, very grateful. And as I said, um, there's loads to come um, next year. So we're going to do as much as we can um, day on day. And yeah, it's going to be, um, it's going to be fun. Um, have a really, really good New Year's Eve and New Year's celebrations. And we will be back with you on Sunday with full-time Reds after Chelsea against Liverpool, followed by the Fatback Ford in later on that evening. And as I said, come Monday, um, we will be back to normal. But keep your eye out on the um, show coming at 2pm every day. That is it. That has been the Midweek Fix. Thanks a minute to Kev. Thanks to Chris. Thanks everyone for watching. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.